0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, my name
1: is we're gonna be gumbo here back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 137, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show in Rain, Louisiana on Tuesday nights dedicated to board gaming. That's right, our special guest tonight, Heather O'Neill. She's a designer. She is talking about her game, Dreams of Yesterday, which is out on crowdfunding right now. But Heather's got a lot of hats that she wears. We're going to try to talk to her about some of those. We'll be talking about games. We'll be talking a little Unpub. Might even get some tips on how to pitch your game. A couple of quick show notes. Hit us up on social media tonight on Twitter or on Facebook at BoardGameGumbo. We're also on Twitch, twitch.com slash BoardGameGumbo. We want to see some questions in the chat crew. We will make sure we take those tonight. But enough, Blather, let's get right to our special guest, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing? Hey, Heather, I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful night out here in Louisiana. I understand that you and my friend DJ Bell might be a little tired. But before we get to Unpub, (laughs) give us the elevator pitch. Who is Heather O'Neill?
2: Well, I'm the uh, CEO of Ninth Level Games, uh, which makes board games and role-playing games. And also a game designer, uh, which is why I'm here. And then I'm also on the board of Unpub as the managing director. So I do a lot of the convention planning and run the speed pitching events.
1: There's only 24 hours in a day and seven days a week. (laughs) How are you doing all of those different things?
2: Well, I think it's because uh, before 2020, I was a project manager in tech. And then I don't work in a full-time job anymore. And I have to fill those hours I used to fill. So I still feel about the same amount of when I used to work full-time, so.
1: Tell us a little bit more about Ninth Level Games. I, I, I know that it's got some role-playing, but, but also some yeah. other things, right?
2: Yeah, uh, so it actually started way back in the day before I got involved. Uh, my husband, Chris, started the company with his best friend uh, making a, a RPG called Kobolds Ate My Baby. And it was a humorous one, one of the only ones that there was. So many years went by where someone else published those games and we didn't really get involved. And then when the Kickstarter kind of became around and crowdfunding was a thing, they kind of thought, well, maybe we should see if people still care about this. And they relaunched the game and made a whole bunch of money and kind of restarted the company up a little bit more. And that's when I got involved. And I had been getting into board games a lot more. So then I had a a board game called Schrodinger's Cats that I was working on and we were like you know what we have distribution and a publishing company maybe we just make it and that did really well and that just kind of launched us into like we're publishers now that's what we're doing so we've put out about five board games with another one coming out uh sometime later this year hopefully or on kickstarter at least and then uh, a ton of rpgs as well
1: heather one of the things i loved about schrodinger's cats all of the puns. Yeah. Who tell me where? Who's the uh, you know, who's the inspiration? Who's the behind the you scenes? Know, so, you, if you haven't seen this uh chat crew, you need to check out some it's of the pictures there. Of, there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, kind of everybody. Uh, so, uh, the company is uh, myself, my husband Chris, uh, our other partner Dan, and our other partner Adriel. Uh, so sorry, Dan, but everybody except for Dan was on the design team for the, for this one. So everyone kind of jumped on it and thought, since we were going to do kind of this humorous cutesy take on Schrodinger's cats, let's ham it up a little bit. So that's which,
1: which one's your favorite one of the cats?
2: <sighs> that's do a really good one? question. I love there's There's two that I love. The Madam Puri art is just really cute. And she has a little brooch with like a dead cat. Um, so, Madam like Curry that. instead of Curry, it uh, uh, was another one. And then I really like the uh, Mittens Faraday. Uh, so he's in a Faraday cage, ah. which, but it's over a litter box. So, oh. <laughs> they're the two uh, character cards that I love the most. So. We got
1: a, we got a couple of people checking in. Our favorite, Patrick Hello. Newman, checking in from League City. We'll see Patrick at Southern Board Game Fest coming up in October. The number one Facebook Live show in League <laughs> City. Hey. I might use that, Patrick. Don't don't <laughs> hurt me. We got somebody on uh, Twitch checking in. Yeah, Beth I makes bet. game says,
2: "Hey Heather, hello. Thank you
1: for watching. And yes, if you haven't seen, angel. Um, hi. <laughs> if you haven't seen all of Verla's pictures, uh, that is great. Unbirth the angel saying hello. Yep, thank you for checking in. And Kelly, also stick around. Kelly might have some questions. We'll see. It is the season for getting back out on the trails. How is it? How's the weather up there where you are? Are you are you able to get outdoors at all?
2: Me? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was playing tennis today outside. It's 60-something degrees. But last week, it was 44. So it's not quite. I'm in Philadelphia. So it's kind of in that we can't decide if it's spring yet.
1: Oh, so PAX East.
2: PAX East is, well, PAX Unplugged is where. Oh, PAX called. Unplugged,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah,
2: PAX East is in Boston, and I will be heading there shortly no i forgot
1: pax unplugged is right there in uh, philadelphia one of these days i'm going to make it steve's been and steve and his people rave about it so i'd like to go yeah it's a
2: good
1: show i've heard some good good things about the food market they have pretty close to the con
2: yes yes that is
1: important for anybody from louisiana we gotta the first thing we need to know is where's the food going to be located and how can we get (laughs) taken care of you know at southern board game fest here our local fest here in louisiana we call it a festival we don't call it a con because It's more than just playing games. It's, you know, it's about the fellowship, but also it's about the food. We have a food festival that's right outside of our uh, con and we just walk a hundred feet and there's food trucks serving fried alligator and jambalaya and all the kind of stuff that you really want. So
2: that's cool. I like it.
1: All right. So we've got a couple other people. Let me bring them in so we can get some uh, checks. I think you know at least one of these people. There he is, DJ oh, Bell. Hey. So if we, have hey, if we have any technical difficulties, it's because Jay is broadcasting from way far away from my house. So <laughs> I think like 100
3: feet. Yeah, like 100 feet.
1: Heather, you're, you're, you're actually, this is a first time ever. We have two people in the studio that are actually live in the studio. So
3: Whoa. we'll
1: see what happens. We also have uh, the producer, Steve, the name father. Steve's going to be helping us run the Envy game uh, later on. Mm -hmm. And the gumbo overlord who keeps us uh, straight. There she is. I don't think you've met Heather and Burla. Hello.
4: Nice to meet you.
1: You Burla's the board game ambassador on Instagram and posts beautiful photos of pets and board games. Right? And hiking. And hiking. And hiking. (laughs) Those three. Patrick wants to know, what's the closest Whataburger that they have to the convention? I don't even know if they have one in Philadelphia, do they?
2: No, they don't. It's oh. not here yet. We don't have In-N-Out Burger either.
3: No In-N-Out? <laughs> five no.
2: Guys and Shake Shack and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff.
3: You need nothing else. <laughs>
2: yeah, and maybe more, I don't know.
1: So I threw it out there, Jay, and I know that you and Heather were both there. Dish a little bit. What was Unplugged like this year? Unplugged? Unplugged? Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Unplugged? I meant to say yeah. unpub. Sorry I thought that.
2: that's what I thought you might've meant. <laughs> it was great. Um, Jay, was your was your I want to hear Jay's first because it was your first time going and I've gone maybe four times and I'm running it. So it's a little bit biased.
3: <laughs> yeah. I played too many games. Didn't sleep enough. I didn't eat enough. Uh, I got so many hugs, way more hugs than I ever thought I could get in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, I'm definitely going to be back. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it was great because, um, you know, it had, I, I forget if I had gone in 17, 18, 19, or just 18, 19. And it was, it, it was starting to grow into that like 600 to 1,000. You know, it wasn't quite at 1,000, but somewhere in that range, people. And then COVID hit and we didn't have it for three years. So we we had it back last year and it was very small. Um, just there was confusion on you Know people had tickets they didn't realize because they bought them three years ago and things life changed, they couldn't make it, so it was definitely like less than maybe 300 last year. But we, I didn't even put this out on the internet yet, it's not even on Twitter yet. But um, it's well, oh, gumbo
1: scoop, Steve, yeah,
2: scoop well over 450 um, uh, wow. attended. So we're back kind of like creeping back up on our numbers, which is great.
1: How did you get involved in Unpub, Heather? <laughs>
2: Well, it's kind of a funny story uh, how it actually happened. I've known Ben, who is uh, the mayor of Unpub, as they call. And I've known Daryl Louder, who used to be um, like the president of uh, Unpub. But and I would attend, but never thought I would be on the board. And then, uh, as I mentioned, I had a very kind of demanding job uh, pre-COVID. I was looking to leave. I left. And then uh, a friend of mine, Gil Hova, uh, Mm -hmm. asked to run origins online because of the COVID and he brought on a team and it was me, um, Danielle Reynolds and David Gordon. So the four of us were asked to make it work and make an origins online. We did that in eight weeks and then they decided not to do it anyway. So (laughs) we didn't have it. So we had spent all this time like learning discord and doing all these things, setting up panels. We had a panelist and everything ready. Uh, so then we were like talking to Ben and we were like, what if we just did it with you guys? And, and he said, Hey, well, wouldn't it be cool if you guys helped up us do something like that? So we ran uh, a thing called nun pub. Online yeah, I remember August, nun pub. August of 2020. And out of that, was where uh, I talked to him about joining the board at, at like a higher level to like do a lot of work in it. Danielle was an advisory board member and still is. Um, so it ended up just being like, because we had gone through all that over the summer. Uh, and then we had gotten through that online con and it went pretty well um, that we wanted to do more. So a lot of it had to be online. So it was kind of cool last year to finally like go to cons as unpub and run our convention again, which was neat. So yeah, I really like it. So we're just basically baby stepping our way back uh, from COVID.
1: We actually get a lot of designers, uh, you know, would be or or budding designers uh, on the show that like to watch over over the course of it. What's that one thing, Jay and Heather, that you have heard at your own pubs. What's that one tip that you think for pitching in game? Cause that's that when those first time designers come around, they're always a little bit worried about how do I pitch a game? What's that tip you've heard?
2: Well, I have two tips and I know Jay is probably in agreement. One is you have to have a sell sheet. That's simple. And Jay can have comments about that <laughs> part <laughs> of it. And then, but then um, uh, just when you're about to talk about your game, don't go on too long. Just do a one or two minutes, breathe and let them ask you some questions and go from there. They don't need to know every detail of your game in the first five minutes. My, all right so she good. says
1: sell sheet and a quick elevator pitch jay what yeah. do you think
3: very very key, key important things um and with your cell sheet your cell sheet should look good um yeah not, not big blocks of text you know more pictures like 80 85 pictures and explanatory visual things about 15 text uh one of the biggest things i tell people when they're pitching games is to know your game also know the publisher that you're pitching it to really know like what their catalog is, what they want from the game, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. And um, yeah, just be comfortable talking about your game because you're not just trying to get someone to play your game. You're trying to get someone to buy a product that they're going to sell.
1: Good points, Heather. Good points.
2: Yeah, definitely. like I said, I know Jay's a very graphic Graphic designer brain. I agree. I like a what a good look, good looking cell sheet as well. However, even if you feel you don't have the best skills, still have one. You know, like it, it, even the bare minimum one will be better. Um, I'm sure everyone knows this now, but like 10 years ago versus now, the number of games coming to the market per year is insane. Uh, Ten thousand or something. So there's people pitch it. Uh, they're seeing 500 pitches a year, maybe more. So they don't have time to maybe. See everybody your rules to make a decision if it's in the yes or no pile. So they're looking at the sell sheet most of the time.
1: All right. Well, chat crew, if you got any questions about pitching games, these are the two people to talk about. But we all we do like to talk <clears throat> about games too. BJ Borgame Gummo, I've got my guest Heather O'Neill here. we have got Jay and Burla and Steve in the chat. And Heather, Jay introduced me to a game that I had never even heard of. <laughs> I know the base game, but I didn't know this one. Jay, how did you hear about? Bonanza Das Wurferspiel. How did you get that into the gumbo pot?
3: Yeah, so I am lucky enough to work with a bunch of talented individuals in the board game community from all across the globe. And we meet up once a year for our Panda Summit. So we like to bring these small games because, you know, when you're flying, you don't have space for Gloomhaven or endless winter in your bag, really. So one of our project managers who lives in Portland, um, who's really obsessed with like international games from Japan, Germany. She brought Bonanza the Dice game, Dash Warful Spiel, And it takes the normal Bonanza game and it really changes up how you negotiate and what you're doing and has some push-your-luck elements. You're rolling dice, <laughs> you're hoping to get the right things, you're hoping that other people can't use them. And essentially, you're getting points by moving your card up another card, slowly harvesting beans and trying to beat out the other players to get specific bean matches at different levels.
1: And that's what those coins are in the picture that I'm showing. That's You're trying to get up those matches so you can get to the areas that you can score points, right? Yep, yep. What I liked about this one, Heather, have you played the, the base game Bonanza? Yeah. Yeah, Steve, Verla? Once. Once, once a few years yeah. ago. So Bonanza is famous because of that trading mechanic. And Jay, I was a little surprised mm-hmm. I love the, it. The, the trading mechanic's not there, and yet there is player yeah. interaction.
3: Mm-hmm. How'd they pull Taste that off? It takes that trading and it replaces it with this communal sort of dice allocation. Like if it's BJ's turn, he's rolling dice, and I'm using – what he can't take in the beginning. And then after everybody else gets to use any of those dice, BJ gets to take away from that pool. And then he's only rolling four four, or three or two. So slowly throughout a player's turn, what their opponents have is growing smaller and smaller. And at the end of BJ's turn, he can use all of those dice to move up multiple of his card
1: and that's what I was surprised about, you know, the that mechanic of pulling out a dice and putting into the box and leaving everything else. You're not only watching your board, but you're also still kind of watching what other players are going to want or need or, you know, and there's that that push your luck element. I, Jay, I was impressed. This thing was actually pretty good for a, for a little, you know, 20 minute push your luck uh, dice game. Had uh, Heather, have you ever heard of this one before?
2: No, I have not seen this version. I just wrote it down to remind myself. <laughs> I need to look this up later and buy this.
4: Is it kind of new, or has it been out for a while?
2: I, th- I think, think it only came really out last good. year, right?
0: Okay. No, really? Yeah.
1: I think it only came out last year. Although what what this might be is a different version of a before. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I, Jay, when Jay threw it on the on the table, I was I was totally surprised, <laughs> man. And I was not expecting that one
3: yeah and i think it's only available in german but someone did translate the rules on bgg and you can download that that pdf as well
1: and once you learn how to play a J, everything else is all just symbols right yeah mm-hmm. yeah we didn't have any problems with that
4: i hope it shows up at ChuckCon.
1: i'll bring it oh J. yeah, yeah. J. BJ from Board Game Go. I've got my guests here, Heather, and we've got Steve and Jay and Berlin. We're talking some spicy hot games. Let me see if I can. I got to play Splendor Duel at Con this past fall. And I'll tell you I what Bruno Cathala can do with these little small games that were already familiar to us. Man, I, I'm just shocked. But I want to hear what you have to say for it. I, Heather, I'm sure you put this on a reason, so throw it at us.
2: Yeah. um, Well, I had been hearing about good things about it. I actually bought it for someone else for Christmas, having not played it because I heard so many good things. And my uh, brother-in-law loves Standard Splendor. So I just went on a whim. And uh, there's a board game cafe here called uh, Thirsty Dice uh, in Philadelphia, but they have a location called 21 Pips, which is uh, the like more of a bar, I guess, than just games, but it has games there. And I went there for the first time with my friend, and we were looking around, looking around, and uh, our our friend, who's the owner, was like, you "This one, if you haven't played it." So they they convinced me. I was like, "Yes, I've been meaning to play this." So I finally got it to the table maybe like three or four weeks ago. Um, and I like that there is there's two new elements. Well, aside from the fact that you know the way that. You can kind of see the board. Um, there's kind of like a spiral, which is explains how you uh, place out the okay. uh, gems so that there's you have to basically take them either like adjacent or uh, I think you can take diagonal, but they can't be the same. I forget the exact way. There's some specific way you have to draft. Um, there's also pearls, which are the purple ones off to the side, which some cards require, but there's only like two in the entire um supply.
1: Oh, it's such a dogfight for those pearls, right, Heather? Yes,
2: yes. And then you can kind of see these white things are like scrolls, I think, which um, kind of like in the other, you know, um, thing, basically, you know, you can um, like take a scroll at certain times to uh, or, you know, you take a scroll when um, you have to refill the board. That was one of the times. So if if basically, oh, you know, you have to refill the board and you don't get a good pick, you get the scroll. Uh, which will allow you to, to, like, go first and hopefully get some pearls later. So there's some of those. Uh, there's a lot of interaction with that. Um, and then otherwise, it's exactly the same game. Uh, the scoring, the kind of show card there to the left that is instead of the scoring being, you know, you need four green and four blue, it's like the first 20 points or the first to have 10 right. castles or crowns or whatever it is. And the cards all have that on them. So it still feels exactly the same if you've never played, played uh splendor it would, you can still play this but if you've played splendor you can pick it up in like 10 minutes or five minutes
1: yeah some say. of the cards steve have crowns on them instead of just being normal cards so as you can see in that picture right there it might only be worth two points but it's got a crown and it's got this if in-game thing with it, the crown. Yeah. in fact i think that's the one of the in-game triggers is the first person to get to 10 crowns, if I remember yeah, right. Something like It that. is.
2: Yeah. So, so you can kind of just go for crowns. I think it's, oh, that's the 10 <laughs> is 10 of the same like color. Um, so it's like, you know, the same row. So you could say, I'm going to go for all green or I'm going to go for crowns or just points, straight points. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Uh, I, I I really liked it. It's also very small, <laughs> kind of in the same vein of Jays, where, you know, you could travel with it. You could take it like in your backpack really easy. Um so that and it has a bag for the little gems, so they don't like fall out if you put the bag this, the box this way or something. So I would suggest that a lot for travel.
1: So Seven Wonders, when they turned into Seven Wonders Duel, it was like, okay, why are why are they making this fantastic game into just a little two player game? And then for some people, I think Steve is one of them, maybe or well, one of our friends is Seven <laughs> Wonders Duel is actually the game they like better than regular Seven Wonders. Maybe not that Berlin. But I feel, fans, right?
2: I feel like there's a lot of people in, in gaming now that are like they're so sick of splendor or they don't like splendor so but they they like splendor jewel again so for splendor mm-hmm. and that team good idea because there was a lot of people that were kind of getting sick of splendor and those people i've heard a lot of them talking about how great this is so
1: i i thought it breathed new life into what is essentially yeah. a great game but that after a while you know uh, it was such a it, it was such a great game when it came out but there's a lot of other games that have done its mechanic better and then all of a sudden bruno Kathalov puts all these these little little tiny spins on it what do you think Berla is that something you're interested in oh
4: i love it it was uh one of my secret santa gifts from our facebook group and so oh, I, I didn't played know it, you
1: got to play it but- nice. Nice. i did
4: i own it now i've played it two or three times and i really like it for exactly what. You guys are saying it—it it just adds some nice little twists to the original game to spice it up, and make it a little more interesting.
1: Who do you think this game's for, Heather?
2: I mean, I would say, uh, it's, well, it's it's for two people. That's so be, be aware of that, obviously, because uh, some people, even though it's dual, I don't know, but they miss that. Um, but I would say, if you want a quick game, but you're looking for something a little bit more, like a little bit more complexity to it, right? This is a small footprint like that is a very small board. So you could be on the table having beer or something and it would fit on there very easily or at the I mean, I wouldn't say just at the beach, but maybe a picnic table at the park or something. You could easily, easily take it and you're not taking up a lot of room. So I would say it's great for on the go. It's also great for like a quick, hey, it's a Tuesday night or it's a filler game in between a bigger game mm-hmm. uh, type of thing.
1: I did find that Splendor seemed to play better at three, at least when we played it, three or four players, but mm-hmm. Splendor duel is a nice distillation of what it is <clears throat> with some extra mechanics on top. Thumbs up for me. I li- I like it.
0: Um
2: I like it too. Yeah. I well, don't I know
0: nice. if I don't know if it beats out Seven Wonders duel, but uh, Steve <laughs> Steve. Uh, if you're even saying them in the same sentence as far as I'm concerned, that's a sale.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely definitely something uh everybody should play if if you like splendor this is going to bring in some uh some okay. some new life to it thanks Heather, for, sure. for, uh, for talking about that one this, this yeah. is a good game let's see who's next i think uh oh i wanted to hear from steve because steve your choice was something i am just dying to play if i can ever get to it okay let's see where, let's see where we are on that one yeah i'm just having a little trouble with uh we're doing the, the, the present part, but
0: I'll get it. The overlord is going to have to crack the whip, BJ. Come on.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, the, Heather, we yeah, normally only yeah. have two or three, and we're trying this new season where we can add in more people and well, all the graphics. And
2: sharing screens. That's yes. not a lot. That's a lot yes. in my
1: brain. BJ from Morgan come on. I've got my guests here, Heather O'Neill. We've got Jay and Steve and Verla right here. And we're talking with the chat crew about some spicy hot games we've played. Acropolis <laughs> is one I have not tried, Steve. But
0: I'm yeah. seeing a lot of buzz about it. You should. You should try it. It is a good, solid game. Um, it is, I was telling you all in some chat here, um, the idea for me, the, the the quick pitch on this is that it's kind of like King Domino and number nine had a baby. It's tiling I like the sound of that. It's tile placement. And you're doing, um, in kind of King Domino style, you've got different colors that will score based on particular rules as you lay them out in your tableau. But the number nine part is that you stack the tiles on top of each other. And on the first level, they're only worth one point a tile. On the second level, they're worth two points a tile. And if you can get it up to the third level, three points. So there's going to be a vertical climb that you've got here. Mm. But you don't get those points unless you also have something a la King Domino, where King Domino has the uh, crowns in the corner. You have to play um, tiles that will have colors with stars on them that are your multipliers. Mm -hmm. So you need to have the visible multiplier and then the scoring of five different colors that will give you a five or six layer scoring. So the scoring will take some time at the end. But what you've got there is the looking down from above. That's the whole thing with scoring. Because if you have the looking down from above, the blue has to be next to other blues, but it can be a level higher. So you're looking down from above for all the blues to connect. You're looking down from above to see that the yellows don't touch other yellows. You're looking down from above to make sure that all the purples are enclosed and that the reds are on the edges. And there's theme to it, I suppose. Your your reds are the, the military that have to, to guard your borders. It's really colors and edges. Yeah. It's thematic, a thematic puzzle. <laughs> spatial, but a bit of a gateway filler brain burner. You have to work on this one. You're going to have to think about things and not screw yourself up. Kind of a super filler? I've it now twice and screwed myself up each
2: time. Yeah, kind of a super filler. Yeah, Steve. I like this. I love a spatial puzzle. I also, Mm -hmm. uh, even though it's funny for how much I like funny and cute themes, I I don't really care about theme. I just I will just play for points, and it's red versus blue or whatever. That's yeah. totally fine with me. So this, this it's a, it's an
0: abstract. Mind. It's got enough theme to make the numbers make sense because the neighborhoods, the blues need to be connected. The parks are going to be worth something everywhere. The merchants, the yellows, don't want to be near other merchants because that's competition. The military needs to be on the edges guarding your borders. So it's, I suppose, some rules that kind of make sense. But it's really (laughs) an abstract puzzle. And you do need to pay attention to what other people are playing around the board. Because that's why I screwed up.
1: I heard the game goes pretty quick. What's the end game condition?
0: The end game condition is you play all the tiles. Essentially, it scales from 2 to 4. And you'll have tiles that are 2 plus three plus and four. And so some tiles are left out if you're playing a smaller game and all the tiles are in, if you're playing with full four players, the two that we've played so far is two player and three player, and it ended at about the same time. Each, each game, it was pretty well scaled and it worked the same way each time you ended up having the same feel of what you had built, but I I built terribly and still want (laughs) to play it again.
1: That is Ooh. Oculus. Any
0: the way you described
4: it, um, scoring from above, looking down, makes me think mm-hmm. of Reef, which nobody kind of explain yes. anymore, but I really nobody like that the too. same thing.
0: Uh, again, Reef would have different vertical layers, but again, you're looking down from above for the exactly. colors. Exactly, yeah. There's, there's a couple of other little things in there where you can get um, stone to be able to buy better things, but you get that by covering up quarries. But it's not that big. That's not very rules heavy. But you do need to pay attention, because if you don't, in a two-player game, my son smoked me. Um, and in a three-player game, after I thought I knew what I was doing, you know, Luke beat me by a little, but Kevin smoked both of us. So if you're not paying attention to what other people are building, you could be thinking, I've got a nice little city here, and you're dwarfed by somebody else.
1: You know what I like? is uh, the They could have just gone with generic reds, purples, blues. I love all this little artwork. It's it's the way I want to play. Mm-hmm. I I just like Heather said. I don't care that an abstract it doesn't really have a theme. That's yeah. part of the fun of the game. But if it has thematic touches, yeah. that just kind of you know make the uh, artwork pop. Oh, I like that, and I like
0: it makes it intuitive. And this was the kind of thing that as soon as after we played it. I said, "Hey Luke, do you think your wife will play this?" He said, "Yeah, I think so. Let's let's give this a shot. It's something that would be good for new gamers, but they should be prepared to think a little bit because they're going to have to puzzle." I'm I am nice. digging
1: it, and that is a uh, Yep, you it's, got it. I've seen it around. So, is it available now, or is is it one of these? Uh, I got it at Pax
0: Unplugged last year. Okay, so um, i I think it is available. I'm seeing it advertised on the dreaded Amazon for you know somewhere <laughs> around thirty bucks. Um, the colors do seem to pop nicely. We did have somebody in our group who is colorblind, and they didn't seem to have too much troubles with it because the colors. Well, there could be some overlap with your, you know, your greens and red and reds. They are different art on them, so you can get the idea. Yeah, Bill makes that
1: good point that uh, you know, if you have the right kind of art, it can help mm-hmm. out with things like that. I don't yeah. know if you know, uh, Bill Heather. Uh, oh Bill yeah, is, I know yeah. Bill. Hi, okay. Bill. That is Acropolis. I'm I like what I'm seeing. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. That is a good sure. one. Yeah, I'm right. sorry Oh yeah,
0: Jay, this is the kind of game you want to play?
3: Man, you know I love spatial puzzles. And uh <laughs> this is this is good.
0: The kark shark would want to lay some tiles. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it is true. It is true. I think we got one more game. Um Let's see, Heather. I mean, no, Heather. Verla, you were going to talk about head and the nail, or what's that this week? Or you want to do that next time? Sure. Okay. <laughs> next time. All right. Well, then Jay and I are going to talk about one quick game, and then we'll get right to the big game really? of the night for us to talk about. But we got one that we actually just played, and that's the reason. Uh, you know, Heather. Sometimes there's games that go right out my brain after I play them. So this is this is very fresh in my mind. Right. I <laughs> literally just finished playing it with uh, Jay right before (laughs)
2: here bj from more game gobble i've got my guests
1: here heather i've got steve and jay and burla and we're talking spicy odd games and one of those is a game that i taught jay tonight and it's called Mm -hmm. gasha from 25th century games has anybody heard of gasha anybody no i
4: have heard of it and i want to try it it looks adorable and i'm just going on looks i don't know anything about how it plays
1: so I'm, I'm relying on what Jay said. Jay said, this is a, this is actual stuff that actually Kristen has actually seen out there in the <laughs> wild. Right.
3: Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of like, you know, when you go to any grocery store or like arcade and you have, you have your quarters or your parents have their quarters and you know, you want to put the quarter in, twist the knob and you get a little ball and you're hoping yeah. the one you see on the picture that you want is inside of your little ball and, that's pretty much what you're you're doing here. You're pulling cards, and you're hoping you get the right little toy or sushi plushie or little robot, and then it's sort of a like set collection for some 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 scoring cards. And you go through tons and tons of scoring cards. I think BJ had like eight or not at the end of the game, and I had like maybe ten. So you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of scoring and. You're going to be picking from four different decks of cards. And the the really interesting thing here, as you can see on that picture there, the back of the card tells you what you have, like a 33. Yeah, yeah, it's not guaranteed what you're going to get. These are the options you have. So Mm -hmm. you're pulling and you're not sure. So you got some decisions to make there. And, you know, you and your opponents are going – For the same goals so if bj pulls this card i might know what he might be going for but i'm not sure because this other goal also has the same little toys that it needs so there's there's a lot of fun there
1: and that's that's the setup right here so at the top you see what jay was just describing you see all the little gosh machines that have the little coin slot and all you know is that behind those gosh machines i might get one of those two or three things then on the bottom you've got all those scoring cards, and I'm trying to match those gashes to turn them in. So the, the one of them that says the seven on it, it's looking specifically for three of the same gashes. Okay. The the twist is two more things, and I think Jay, this was a crucial element in the game. Is, this is how you got me. <laughs> this is a well, we both played different things. Jay was just hitting those twelve pointers, hitting all the big pointers every time, getting sevens. I was looking for the tickets. If you see the tickets on the bottom, there's those little blue and red ticket mm-hmm. stubs. If you can get two of those of the same color, you get to turn them in for those little circles that have the question marks and the stars. Those are little bonus tokens. Behind those random bonus tokens, and they're different every game because they give you a big pile of them, but you only use five of them, right? So you don't know what they are, but they could be either giving you another turn or three points or even some wild goshes. So there's that race element of, Am I gonna mm-hmm. am I gonna steal that blue ticket from Heather because I know she really needs it to complete something? Or do I want to try to get that twelve pointer before Jay gets it? The game plays super quick. It's easy to teach. My little grandbugs, I mean, as young as six years old, are beating me at this game. Now I don't know if that's really, <laughs> I don't know if that's them or me. I don't know if that's saying <laughs> anything about the game or them. But I, I am proud. I'm a proud of pop that that this is a, a game simple enough to play with the family. It plays super quick. Jay, you and I got it knocked out in. 15, 20 minutes, something like that? Yeah, yeah. And I got to admit, I'm a sucker for this artwork. This is just... It's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Look at this. I mean, it's just so cute. But, you know, every time I have played, I'm going with a different strategy. Am I going for the big points? Am I going for the tickets? Am I going for the... Just turn over and get as many tickets faster than you can as the other people? So... Well done. This is from uh, designer, Jason Levine. I'm not sure if this, oh, is, this Jason is Jason's Levine. game. Is this Jason Levine, the gaming machine from the I, Dice Tower? I'm not it, sure.
0: I think it might be. Is it? He had, there was something that was recently posted that he had a game that was coming up. This might be might it. Be. Was it at Unpub last year? I don't know. Heather?
2: Maybe? I do, I I've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought going to ask uh, Chad over uh. the century. Where is this from?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I need to hit uh, chat up and find out. I, you know, I was looking at the thing. I said Jason Levine, like the gaming machine, uh, maybe? maybe. I do know that he likes to go to Japan, so maybe this is uh, something that he saw yeah. sitting on sitting yeah. on the subway and said, "Oh, let me put this together." But I will admit, every time I played it, I've liked it even more. And and what we're talking about, though, you know, I don't want anybody to think of something different. This is just a filler game that you play at the start of the night. You know what this reminds me a little bit of? It doesn't have the exact interaction, so I don't want to say this is a one for one match. But it would take the place of a game like uh, No Thanks or For Sale that you're starting this, you know the start of the night. Jay and I are waiting for Steve, who's late again for game night. <laughs> so let's throw something. Well, I mean, to be yes. fair, Steve, you do have a long. I am train coming ride. from a distance. You're coming from a pretty far <laughs> distance. so yeah, you do have a long train ride. So yeah, you know, if we're waiting for Steve to show up, this is the kind of game that Jay and I could just pull out and, and play real quick. So Ooh. I got to admit, thumbs up from me on this one. I like it. Interesting. What do you think? Anybody? Yay? Nay?
3: Add it, it to the chat com list.
1: <laughs> the list it. grows. All right. Now we're gonna get to the to the big thing we want to talk about. Ooh. Everybody in the chat crew, we've got Heather O'Neill. One of the reasons that we're talking about her, to, to, uh, talking with her tonight, is because our friend Carla from Weird Giraffe Games, who's been on this show. Probably only closer to Jeremy Howard for the number of times that we've gotten a chance to visit. Carla's one of our favorite guests, Heather. If you've ever talked to Carla in person, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. She is absolutely a fun, just a trip when she comes on the show. Anything she she knows, anything she needs, she can get from us. And we were happy to talk about this game that's out on crowdfunding. I think it's on Backerkit. Kit.
2: on Backerkit, yes.
1: Dreams of Yesterday. And you are the designer, Heather.
2: I am. I am. So uh, I don't know how much everybody knows about this, but this actually uh, was a design that was part of a contest that we're drafted in late 2020 for these uh, small versions of their game. So I think there was a, a explosion in a library that came out um, a few months ago or crowdfunded a few months ago. That was one of them, I guess. And Motley, I think, is in this one. And uh, they, so Carla was looking for that and Weird drafts was looking for that. Um, so you could pick any of their games and make a smaller card version of them. I think at the time it was only an 18 card or 24 card um, mm-hmm. uh, challenge, but it ended up, I think it's 27 cards at the end. And basically, if you've played Dreams of Tomorrow, it is uh, reminiscent of that in a, a much quicker uh Gameplay, and uh, it only plays one to three players, but basically you get the feeling of a heavier game in a very small package. Um, There's a rondel style uh, where you have double-sided cards that have double uh, resources on the one side, and then these artifacts on the other. There's the double resources or single trophy resources. Um, And the other side have the artifacts. And what you're trying to do is kind of make a row which, uh, each row is a floor of your museum, right? So you're making the best, uh, exhibit that you can, uh, when you put the urn at the end of the row, that, that completes your exhibit and gives you scoring bonuses basically. So there might be, uh, you know, like that one says three points for, uh, um, well, I'm going to say animals. I forget what they, they're, they're cutesy names now that I don't remember exactly. They're they are alliterative. Um, so it basically is like, you need to have this next to this or you have to have, a, a you know, uh, one point for every animal and the other one or the bottom is like, it has to be this exact configuration. So it gives you bonuses if you can get that. Um So,
1: Steve, are you catching how diabolical Heather is with this game? Oh, yeah. You not only have to try to draft, -draft outdraft the other players as you move your little... We didn't have a meeple. We were just using empty spaces. I think it would work better with the meeple, Heather, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it with the meeple. Um, I don't know if it has one in the game, honestly, at the final version. But, um, yeah, basically... uh, if you go over to the Bragger Kit page, you can watch the how to play video, and you can see screenshot gifts of exactly the tableau and how it's going to work. We did we did
1: find it easier the with the meeple as yeah. opposed to just the empty hole, which is yeah.
0: how the rules were given for us. But
1: yeah, then yeah. you got to try to put them in order, Steve. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you you want them together in terms of matching symbols to give you more points, and in, in that. Exactly. And it kind of ex- expands one to three to, you know, basically it's you know, add two points, add three points, add four points. I, I also tell you, also the power on the edge of the card. Whichever is yeah. the the rightmost card has a special power that lets you manipulate things. Oh
1: my God, I totally forgot about that part. And Because you, you want to keep that card, power.
0: <laughs> which card face to put up? You're saying diabolical. I, I think this is brilliant because there's layers of choice in this that makes it an interesting game for a small small powerful punch now think about it though
1: beth makes games where could we get you know what gamers where are they going to get a spare meeple from you know <laughs> i'll be honest i've got like a ton of them on my wall here so it was very easy just <laughs> to plug them in but i'll tell you heather jared and i are playing this game and at first we're like okay there's only a limited amount of cards right how deep can this game really be mm-hmm. this is when we when we say and this is a something uh the chat crew has heard me say a million times when we say a small box game with a big presence, that's what this is. This is a small, small, tiny little micro game that's really got some deep decisions, Heather. Was that one of the things you were looking for?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny because you know how, I mean, I say you know how, but whoever's a designer out there, uh, you know how you have a thing and you're like, I think this kind of works and you're not sure. Uh, I think in this case mm-hmm. it did work. Um, it was just one of those things where uh, after uh, a lot of playtesting, you know with um luckily there was one other person i was in a you know lockdown with so we could always play i could play one or two player so it just ended up you know like working and actually feeling like a satisfying experience in like 15 minutes like you know and i'm like is this right so i felt pretty confident sending it in and then um you know, then Carla contacted me and weird giraffe and was like, we want to make this and it's going to be part of our like line. I was like,
1: how oh. much did it change? Did, what w- was it, uh, was well, it related to dreams it, of, uh, tomorrow at the start or just, was it the, just
2: the rondel picking was really like reminiscent of it. That's basically, I started with that mechanic of, you know, that kind of picking those things. Um, but basically then, um, they added more cards, they changed the names of the categories, which is totally fine. But otherwise, this is pretty much exactly what it looked like. Mm. Yeah. This is yeah, the rules oh. work pretty much exactly the same. There's a slight, I'm sure Beth can attest to this or Angel that there's some development work that got done, but it looks pretty similar uh to what to what we put in. So. now
1: I've got the actual prototype right here in my hand. I don't know if it's uh, coming through. Okay. Let me see if I can uh solve it. But this is just the prototype version that's uh does either you or anybody else know what's it going to look like whenever the you know whenever the project actually comes out but like uh, checker i wasn't kidding this thing fits in the palm of your hand
2: well that looks like the art because it's beth sobel's art it is amazing mm-hmm. which is so exciting mm-hmm. um i don't know what the final form will will be myself but uh it's probably similar to what you have um i also have only seen the prototypes um i'm hoping to have it at uh pax east so i can show it off while i'm there so um we shall see but again that'll still be a prototype so and it, it might it might at this point see you know like how much comes up from backer kit like is that going to change things in a week or two you know I don't know but we uh think like they're almost funded like real close so um I guess we'll find out shortly from them but it's pretty much just going to be a deck of cards in some in some way
0: real Reverbos close means 67 dollars away at this yeah. point, yeah.
2: oh wow, yeah, real close. Then, <laughs> come, on, come on, check. Come on, check.
0: We're not telling you to leave the the thread, but open a yeah. new tab
1: for Heather. Sure. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll put the link out
1: there for
0: you.
2: Next, nice.
1: <laughs> and and Verla, nine dollars. You get a game from Heather, who's got you know a track record. You've got absolutely gorgeous art from Beth Sobel. You've got Weird draft games. They're always on time. They always get their games out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you, and this game fits in the palm of your hand. You can slip it in your, slip it in your pocket, put it in your game bag. Steve can use it on the train on his way for, to game night here in Louisiana. Plenty of time to play. <laughs>
2: <Sounds> <laughs> now I've like only an played it. At,
1: I've only played it at two. Does it? Does it have a solo mode? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, it's 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 uh, one to three. So Ooh. yes, you can play one. Mm-hmm. And I don't. There is a couple actually. I'm looking at the final rules here to see
1: sold kelly miller says i'm in
2: yeah nice. <laughs> that's what they were waiting to hear kelly yeah yeah so there's a solo mode uh it's basically looks like it, it there's a you know an ai uh you know robot hand if you will call it um so yeah um
1: it's I the agree copy him, like, bot. For
2: nine bucks i was actually surprised i had no idea what the msrp was going to be and i was like wow this is really awesome like for nine dollars like you know, this is great. And then there's like a package to get dreams of tomorrow and dreams of yesterday, which is cool. So, um And yeah. Motley, which yeah. I think and Jay Motley. has played. Yes. yes, yep. Jay, haven't you played Motley? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I got the chance to play Motley at Unpub. actually. Justin brought it, the convention manager for Weird Giraffe. And Motley's really, really interesting because I never expected Carla to design a party game and this one's <laughs> she it's, hates it's party not games. Like, i can see that being
2: surprising yeah yeah
3: <laughs> yeah she's so like methodical and just very like licious stuff and then this one's just completely different like you just got the cards and you're trying to make pictures <laughs> crazy if but, you tell me that um, carla
1: designed a party game with player elimination i'm gonna tell you get out get out I know <laughs> that's, i know that's not true that's the two things she hates
0: I remember reading, I was looking on the site earlier um, on Backerkit, and I think I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, you said one to three, but if you get a second copy of the game, you can combine them to play to six, too. No way!
2: I think it's just a limited resources of 27 cards. Like, it's impossible Mm -hmm. to play more than three people, yes.
1: Right. I didn't know that. So, wow, you're getting uh, 20 bucks. You're getting a full game that you can play with six people. Nice. Yeah,
2: pretty great, yeah.
1: And that is dreams of yesterday. I still think you should call the solo mode, the old copy bot. <laughs> added, uh, and on deck and you could play with six players.
0: Okay.
1: okay. That is nice. So chat crew, get on that. It's back with kit. I think Steve had posted it in the chat. Let me see if I can scroll yep. up real quick. It should be there. It's in there. There yep. it is. backkit.com kit.com slash weird giraffe games. Dreams of yesterday. Hey, they've, they've been longtime friends of the show and some of my convention buddies, Nick and Carla. Uh Nick and I share a brain. When we play party games together, we're like right on the same wavelength. So
0: I that is them. that is scary. I, I'm I was scared that there was one of you, now knowing that there are two, is we chill.
1: but it's scary for who, Steve? It's scary for Nick and Carla, not me. Yeah. Scary for them. <laughs> scary for them. That is uh dreams of yesterday. Kudos. I I I'll be honest, games like this always, you know you always think, okay, how much can they really get out of this game? But this mm-hmm. is really well done. It's really thinking, And that that mechanic of how how far you're going to go in the rondelle, or if you get the special power, Steve, that lets you manipulate where you can get the cards. Oh, this mm-hmm. is really well done. Get out right. there and, and support that one. All right. That's dreams of yesterday. All right. This is a board game show, Heather. You
2: know what yep. that means. We talk about board games?
1: Yes. <laughs> And we play a game. We play game. We're gonna play a game with the chat crew. It's called the On-V
0: game. But I'm gonna let Steve take it away.
1: Yes. All right.
0: And you're gonna to have to jump back in and also help me with some of it too. What we do with the On-V game? Env. Uh, BJ will tell you is is that that Cajun French phrase that kind of means the game that you have a hankering to play. The game that would be your choice if you had the perfect conditions. You've got your Jones in to play this game. You have the right number of people. You got the right conditions. What would you play? Heather's been instructed to make a selection for what her choice would be. What's her Envy game? But she's not going to tell us. We've got to guess it. We're going to play kind of a la 20 questions trying to figure things out. So we should try to ask, and this includes the uh, the chat crew too, yes, no questions. And as we get that, we can kind of narrow things down to maybe make a guess as to what the game is. And when we make a guess, and if we're wrong, this is where I think BJ's got a little twist thrown in here. Um, we could make it so that, you know, if Heather just stumps us, there could be some hints that maybe are available. If we get it wrong, we might take a hint, but we kind of, you want to think about it, you're losing some of your pride points if you, you um, take too many hints. What did you say, BJ? We don't do four or five? Yeah, if we, we take four or five hints, we, we
1: cash out? Yep. We're starting with five five uh, points. All right. So as we go around the little rondelle here, when we get back to me, that means we're down another point because- That'll, that'll give uh, okay. Heather a chance to gotcha. give a, a, a thing. Now, the chat crew, Heather, they can throw out all the questions they want, and they're trying to beat us because they really want the points, not us. So whoever Got does it. that mm-hmm. is going to be fine. So, all right. Do you have any questions? There will be about a winner audience? and a loser. It's
0: either it's either us losing or the, or us winning. But with me on the team, I think it's going to be them winning.
1: And if there's a tie between me and the chat crew?
0: <laughs> oh, the rule is if there's a tie and BJ's involved, BJ loses. BJ loses.
1: Yes, there it is. All right. That's
0: Just being effort. a gracious host, but, you know. <laughs> We know how it goes, Heather. You understand the rules of this game.
2: I mean, you're gonna—they're gonna ask, or you're gonna ask. Uh, yes, the no questions. I'm gonna give you the answer, right? That's and it. And then you're gonna make guesses.
1: Yep. My my Great. prediction is that we're gonna get it on the very first question.
2: Okay. Yikes. This never I happens. I doubt that. <laughs> well, I'm
1: just gonna pick a game right behind your head. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. That
2: one. one.
1: Unfortunately, I've done that before. All right. So, first question that I always ask, and then we'll go around the room. Jay will be next, then Steve, then Uh, Verla. And of course, we'll be throwing out. That's right, Jordan. Jordan from the No Cube Zone says, Ty always goes to the crew. That's exactly right. (laughs) So, first question is, is it a competitive or a cooperative game? And I'm going to guess it's competitive.
2: It's cooperative.
1: Oh no! Ooh, good start question. We've only had a couple on the show. That's that's okay. an interesting
0: one. Oh, she's throwing a curveball already.
2: <laughs> okay. No, right, yes, no question. But I know, what, I know. What you mean. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. BJ's around. famous for making up his own games and then making up his own rules.
1: <laughs> ever, ever the Cylon, Heather. Ever the Cylon. You okay. didn't read
0: the. You didn't read the fine print in in the show notes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Whoops. My my yeah. mistake. <laughs> Only
1: yes or no questions, and then the first question I ask is not a yes or no question. <laughs> 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 All right. So, but Heather, we'll be looking out in the chat group for any of the questions. They have Steve. Okay. Uh, no, Jay. The Jay Bell is up. You got a question? Dude. Okay.
3: okay. Heather. Was this game ever on the BGG top one oh, hundred?
2: I would. I would 100. have no way of knowing that. I follow no, none of that.
3: Oh. All right. I only okay. know
2: if it's in the top, like, one or two.
3: Okay. Well, can you whisper
1: the name of the game, and I'll check for you?
2: It probably <laughs> was, but I have no idea. Just between you and you.
3: Just between me and you. you want to
0: take
1: a
3: okay. mulligan,
2: I can go uh, search for you. Oh,
3: no. No, no, no. How about if I you, just ask if, a different question? I if, think
1: that's cool. Okay. And, and um. it, it is okay to have BGG up, Heather, just in case you do have questions. I, just, like, I, I, I can, can
2: literally just... Yeah. Um, I could have answered that. Well, I we thought- won't know
1: if it's ever been in the uh, top 100. So that, that'll be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Jay, throw out, a, throw out another question. I'm free. With, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Our, our referee, Steve, ruled already. So,
3: Is the game thematic? Yes. Okay.
1: So chat crew, we got a thematic cooperative
0: game. Steve? Was it originally published in like the last 10 years? Like older or newer game, I guess. So make 10 years the cutoff since you might have BGG open.
2: I believe so. So I haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. All right, so Chaku, we've got a cooperative game that's probably come out in the last 10 years, and it's thematic. Burley, you got hmm. one?
4: Is it card-based or does it actually have a board?
2: It has a board.
3: Oh, it's board. Okay. So we've turned it into this or that that questions. Apparently, mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. a bit. <laughs> that's
1: right. Chat crew, chat crew's kind of quiet here. No questions. Yeah, they are. Jordan, yeah, yeah, nothing. Man. You're gonna let us have the points, Jordan. Bill, mm. uh, is it a? So we're back to BJ now. So we're down to four oh, points. Oh right? no! We need a, yeah, we need a hint from uh from Heather. You got a hint for us?
2: Uh, uh right. Let me think. Um.
1: If you don't have one, that's okay. One. We'll keep I going.
2: Because uh, it's one to four players.
0: One to four. Okay. That makes sense co-op wise. Because I suppose you could always play a single handed or multi-handed co-op. But one to four. Is it an American yeah. designer?
2: Again, I have no idea. Oh, not sure? Not sure. I'm like, <laughs> for how many people I know in the industry, I don't follow most of that stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: then it's not Thanks. the game I was thinking of because uh, that would have we been a, a good question in there. Bill says, "Has it been reskinned?" No.
0: Uh, All right,
1: Jordan's thrown out an answer. He says, "It's Spirit Island." Nope. Nope, it's not Spirit Island. Solid no. guess. That is a good guess. Has it been reskinned? Do you do you know if it no, has? I don't. No?
2: no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not the game I was thinking of. So I'm way off. I'm gonna have to rethink that's this thing. Board. All right, Jay, what you got here? We got a uh, cooperative game it's thematic and it probably came out in the last 10 years and it's board based
3: mm. is it space themed no mm. that was a
4: question yeah. in my brain j good good, uh, good,
0: good good good
3: question okay
0: um you said there's a board you said it's one to 4 do dice play a role in the game are there
1: very, dice? Very, the very
2: little. Okay. There are dice. Yeah. But
1: there's dice. Okay. All right. Verla, you're up. You got something? Is Ooh, it is medieval
2: it themed? No.
1: No. Not medieval themed. All right. So chat crew, we got a cooperative game. It's board-based. It's thematic, but it's not a space theme. It's not a medieval theme. Probably came out in the last 10 years. And I can't remember are there dice? No dice. There no, are there dice, are
0: dice, but not maybe huge roll for dice. Yeah.
1: Dice, but not a big, big roll in there. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: one, one to four players, and I have my next uh, clue for or next hint for you.
1: We, I think, oh, I think before, I might
2: be thinking that that's Wait, the Is there one that? more? No, it's not crime themed.
1: It is not yeah. crime themed. All right. So, I was
0: wondering if it was going to be Burgo Bros, but that's more of a card than a board case Board. Yeah. There, there's no. I was thinking about. Oh, does it relate? Are there pirates? (sighs) She's
1: thinking. I would say yes. Oh, okay.
2: I would like yes.
1: And Patrick wants to know: Does it relate to
2: fire? Fire. I mean, does it relate to fire? I have to say no, but is fire in the game? Probably, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh. Mm -hmm interesting all right tower, let's, let's get that hint then your that's first my hint, hint was no, one. A joke
2: hint. my hint is uh, my real i'll give you a real hint i was saying it's not fire tower but um when i say there's a board there's also quite a lot of cards so you may be thinking okay. card when you think of this game but there's a lot of card things as well yeah
3: mm-hmm. like
2: like it takes my up a mind,
3: lot <laughs> my mind keeps saying sleeping gods but that i don't think that's that's it Okay. Well, that that would have
2: fit a lot of those
1: things. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Patrick I I says, one. Dead Men Tell No Tales?
2: No. no.
0: Time Stories? No. Mm. Who are we up to? Is it back to you? It's BG, it's BG or is it a legacy game?
2: That's a great question. I don't think... It's a legacy game, but it has like um, that scoring, like oh, try to get this score, try to get this score, try to get this score. Oh, like it has okay. like okay, which one are we going for, kind of thing, and you can keep track of that. I wouldn't. It doesn't have like stickers or anything like
1: that. All right, so you don't tear up the cards. Doesn't have stickers. You don't tear up
2: doesn't the cards, yeah. but it
1: does kind of have a, a goals to shoot for. Right. Okay. All right, Steve and Verla, you're up. Either
0: way, uh, Jay, did you go?
1: Jason, I
3: didn't ask ask a good question. I I asked if it was sleeping gods, but oh,
1: Oh, no, you were guessing sleeping gods. That's right. Yeah. So, what's your question?
3: Um, this is this is tough. Um, okay. Hmm, does it play in less than an hour?
0: Good question. No. Oh, it's a longer game she said that too. with an authoritative shake of the head. Yeah. She <laughs> like, knows. you're packing a lunch to play this game.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. Okay. I think Heather knows which one it is.
2: I, I do. <laughs> 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 yes. well, why I hasn't she guessed does. yet, BJ?
0: If she knows, wouldn't she have guessed by now? I, know. I know. I'm just, I should be. I'm stalling for time. <laughs> all right. Stalling so for time. Long, all right. This is a little recap here. Long game. Co-op game, one to four, recent-ish, like we think in the last ten years, does not play in less than an hour. Has dice, but and while it's got a board, we might think of it more as a card game. Thematic, but the theme has been ruled out of space or medieval. I think you said right, Verla. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds like it's got some sailing, piratey type stuff. So, yeah,
0: but yeah, and there was something piratey about it. Okay.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: Oh, okay, um, you guys you guys have the question. So go ahead. Trying to think here. Well, I'm trying to think back to when we used to play this what was our killer question? What was our what was our go to? And I think we've hit some of them.
1: Well, sometimes people <laughs> would throw those German designers and we just nailed it right there. So German. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um
0: yeah. is it So long. Good night, Patrick. Thanks for stopping by. Good night. Good Jordan's night.
2: asking if it has expansions. Oh, I'm going to stall
0: and have Jordan's question. question. Give me some time. Does it have expansions, Heather?
2: Expansions?
1: Patrick, get some sleep.
2: I've never played with expansions. Um, I'm looking on BGG now to see. Mm. Mm. Uh, It appears it does. Expansions.
1: <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, that's not the th- game I was thinking of either. Oh, man. I'm. I, that's the it's thing. The- you have to kind of reset your brain when you get stuck yeah. on a game. And you get you a
4: know? no or a yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> steve you still need a minute uh,
0: i think i want to take a shot at something like this would, would we recognize it as having been nominated for an award
3: Good question
2: i gotta think so um Ooh, again, i'm dead not really winter. a bgg following things unless it's like the top top game um so let me see bill's got
1: a guess he says dead of winter no no
2: not dead of winter
1: good good guess there bill Are we close enough, Jay, on the theme, or do we need to hone in the I on think we need to get the theme. That's what. Hmm. The yeah, I don't know. Bro, what's it's... your question? You got something? Oh, go ahead, Jay.
3: I was just going to say, I'm so surprised it's a co op. I don't play enough of those to be extremely helpful here.
4: <laughs> Same.
0: Oh what are you thinking, V? You
4: um, does it come in a box bigger or smaller than a ticket to ride size box?
0: Oh.
2: I would question. say... Uh, or the same. The same or only slightly bigger.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I think I might have a guess, but I'm going to ask a question maybe first. Maybe before we get back to BJ. Do you mind if I take a shot, BJ? Nope, you do it. it. Is it a horror-themed game? No so much for arkham and all those others
2: yeah (laughs) there's your there's your pack of
0: game and lots of cards says
1: hello Mm -hmm. deb we're struggling we need some help here we need some help all right
2: debbie i'll see you on thursday at pax east (laughs) heather's
1: heather's got a game for us she wants to play she's got the envy to play a cooperative game it's thematic it's got some dice in it's got a board but it's got a lot of cards it is sort of piratey it's not space uh in the last 10 years and maybe even has some expansions. And we are, man, just oh, she's just got us on this one. Yeah. Mm. We're down to two mm. points, Steve. And
2: because BJ like told me the parameters, like, hey, pick any game, you can do anything. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> I didn't just pick one of these ones right here. So
0: yeah. <laughs> Remember the part where I said make it tough on us, Heather? Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> you done right. good.
0: I was I was in error. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
1: But we do we do need a hint from Heather, and then we're going down to only two points. All right, points. Now, by two perusing
2: points. BGG, I see it definitely came out fairly recently, but I think it may have come out like ten plus years ago, like way back, and is like a remake or
3: mm. uh, or a
2: different mm. publisher put it out recently.
1: Okay, ah. so that's the hint.
2: Looking at the awards from the years of other awards from way back.
1: Here's my question: Does it have minis in it?
2: That was going to be my next one. Yeah. I don't, don't think so. No. No minis.
1: Yeah. No minis. Okay. Uh, Jay?
3: I'm going to take a shot in the dark at a guess beforehand. Is it um, in too deep?
2: No. Mm. Mm. Mm.
3: Okay. Then... That's
1: Josh's game, right?
3: Yeah. Josh yeah. and Daryl. Yeah. Question: Do the players have asymmetric powers?
2: Yeah, I mean everybody has a different power. Yes.
1: Wow, I feel like we should know this. I mm. have a guess. Is it frogs and rain?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> But she said it doesn't have minis. Jay's oh, game, yes. that, that exactly. massive frog Minus in the nine. middle. Yeah, <laughs> Free, It's got the
1: Freeps. Jay's game has freeples in it, so. All right.
0: <laughs> oh man. Steve, you're up. No stalling. What's your question? All right. So, for a gamer who's in, you know, the hobby pretty well, would they recognize the name of the designer? Ooh, let's is see. It somebody give somebody Okay. Yeah,
2: um, I know them. They've made games. I probably not.
1: Not? Okay. No. Okay. Verla?
4: Do you know if it was crowdfunded? Definitely
1: wasn't. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So mm-hmm. All right. So just to reset here, chat crew, we are down. She's going to give us our last hint and we're down to one point. One point. <laughs> we still have a shot at winning. Give us that hint. Heather. What you got? Who's going to take the point?
2: Uh, I'm going to give you a pretty big hint because this has been a tough one, which is it's like you're stranded on an island is the theme.
1: Is it Robinson Crusoe?
2: Yes. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Why did I not think of that before? When we went to Pirates, I thought you guys might start getting there. And I was like, oh. Yeah.
1: Cooperative, it's tough. Got tons of cards. But it has a board,
2: a hexes. It's like a hard, it's a weird category of game. That's why I was like, oh, this is tough. And I should remember remembered it is that, remake, I guess. I didn't know it was.
1: You no, know, well, so what happened is that uh that Ignasi kind of did this new uh, expanded edition where he had the big crowdfunding part, and you know, you can oh, I see
2: I don't even you know. know. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't follow it enough to know. <laughs> should have
1: gotten out. That's a fantastic We did get a point though.
2: Yep, I didn't know that that down let, really
1: let's come,
0: let, let let's <laughs> call it what it is, BJ. We we got a <laughs> merciful hint. It was, it was a great hint,
1: man. It was if you're
0: moment. taking pride <laughs> in that point. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
1: Did anybody else, were you guys on it or were you all about to say the same guess? No. When
0: we got to Island, I knew the only other thing I could have thought of would have been like Forbidden Island as a remake of Pandemic. But when you said it was big and heavy, Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. No, and Bill and
1: uh, this Bill's Bill has right. a good point I there. totally forgot that there were Dyson. in uh, Robinson Crusoe. Have that either. Yeah, and you know I like, will
2: like the stuff that comes through. Yeah, like I said, there is dice, but I wouldn't say it's like a. I DICE.
1: was stuck yeah. on pandemic. Just I could not mm-hmm. get. I, I kept going. Okay, it's one of the different pandemics, <laughs> and then at some yeah. point you said something about it, it's not an American designer. I'm like, okay, she would yeah. know who Matt Leacock. But, but I think so Bill also, or, that
0: Bill or Jordan asked if it had been reskinned. Oh, that, yeah. that got me off the pandemics
2: yeah but it didn't and, like, get me closer please. to anything <laughs> when you guys were doing the, the big themes like space and all that i was like yeah, yeah. it's not of these yeah. when we got the pirates i was like you yeah. might start it's not a pirate but it's a shipwreck it's pretty close yeah. so
1: yeah fantastic we've not it. we've not had robinson crusoe on the show that's fantastic
2: it's a fun one i like that game a lot uh it's it's good but it does take a while and also uh the right group of people have to play that i feel like it's not mm-hmm. for everybody even Steve, though it's a co-op, it's not like a co-op in the way you may be thinking. It's still pretty hard, and there's a lot going on. And
1: so, my second choice was going to be if that one was not it. What's the one that you and I used to play? It's like a solo card game from Free, Freedom and Freedom. Oh, Friday!
0: Friday! Mm-hmm. Friday! Friday. Friday. I mean, it Could have been that. With the one before is a solo game. Friday's. Yeah, sure. like, oh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't anywhere yeah. with Friday on that one because yeah, that that definitely could have been like the Robinson Crusoe card game. Basically, right, right, right. Fully, fully light but mean little co-op card game. All yeah. right, that's uh, well, the that. only
1: game presented by our friends at Game Toppers LLC. <laughs> Don't forget, make your game nights a showstopper when you play on a Game Topper and board gamers. That's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. Hey Heather, how can people reach out to you if they want to know more about knife level games or about Unpub or about your work with uh, Weird Giraffe and and the uh, and the Backer Kid coming out today.
2: Sure. Uh, so for ninth level, uh, it's just at ninth with a nine, PH level games on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. For me personally, it is at cat physicist on Twitter.
1: I love and that name. And
2: uh, for the, un, for Unpub, it's the Unpub on Twitter. Um, and you can also go to Unpub.net if you want to find out any more about that.
1: I absolutely love the name cat physicist and it fits so well with the, with the game. I mean,
2: you can kind of tell that I created that one around the time Schrodinger's Cats was coming out because I was like, I need a Twitter handle. There we go.
1: Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash gumbo. We're also on YouTube or on Twitch. We have some uh, content coming out, including our interview with Jeremy Howard of Isoferian Guard. I think that's publishing live tomorrow. So if anybody missed it on Gumbo Live a couple of weeks ago, you'll see us talking about it. Uh, it helps us get the word out about all of our upcoming shows. I'm not sure... Who's going to be? Oh no! It's going to be um Kevin and Tori, Kevin right? Tori. Yeah, from Boats Let me and just Lend. double
0: check you on that. I think
1: I, I think.
3: think that's coming up.
1: Uh Kevin uh, and Kevin, am I right?
3: Uh, oh, I, I had I had a different announcement. Um, oh, okay. What you got, Jay? The game's funded.
2: Yeah, Yay! yeah. Right here, got yeah. the gumbo
1: right. bump. Right. The gumbo
0: right. bump. Thank you,
3: Chuck. Chatt- that
0: done.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have to send a little note of congratulations to Carla because I know she's worried about that. Thank you, Jordan, for checking in. No, Jordan from No Cube Zone and Bill and everybody else that checked in. Uh, yeah. So I think coming FYI, up, it is it is Kevin Bertram. It is Kevin Bertram and Tori Brown next live show. Kelly, you didn't help. You did it. You got it <laughs> over the top. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for doing that. And we well, have. We have uh, Tori Brown and Kevin Bertram. They're going to be from fourth circle games and the designer of voting for women a fantastic game. I got to play it last week. I cannot wait to play it again. This is, I've been waiting for this game a long time and it was better than I thought. I really enjoyed this game. So
4: that's awesome. Fantastic.
1: All right. Don't forget. You can catch us on Twitch on the other uh, ends of the Tuesdays where we play your board games live on twitch.tv slash board game gumbo. And we'll keep doing that as long as Jay is around until Jay's gone. So, actually i don't think we're gonna be doing any more shows with jay for a while right we'll see it on, yeah. Uh, on twitch yeah we'll do that thank you uh, verla thank you steve thank you jay and of course thank you to heather good luck with the project it's it's already got there but uh we want to see we want to see it just keep going on and until next time for everybody in the chat crew and for everybody in the show i'm bj from morgan gamo good night everybody